Hello, friend. Welcome to this episode of the Catapult Leaders Podcast, Five Questions in Five Minutes. I want this to be the most powerful five minutes on diversity, where we ask thought leaders and ground shakers five questions about how to leverage diversity. I'm Daryl Mobley. Today, we get a chance to hear from my longtime friend, Lee Jordan. Lee is the right person at the right time, now, to speak about the power and competitive advantage that is true diversity. Lee has been in the energy industry since oil was discovered. Wait, not quite that long. He currently serves as Chevron's Chief Diversity Officer. Prior assignments with Chevron included Vice President Commercial of the Indo-Asia Business Unit and General Manager of Commercial and Business Development for Chevron's Asia South Business Unit. Lee spent a good amount of his professional career living in Thailand and Indonesia. I knew Lee when he was a star gymnast. I still remember him doing the Iron Cross. These days, he's an avid golfer and co-authored his father's memoir entitled From Shoeshine to Star Wars. Lee was recently named to Business Insider's list of the 100 people transforming business in North America. Okay, let's get started. Lee, what to you are the benefits of a more diverse and inclusive America? Yeah, so you know, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna narrow down to to Chevron because we're a microcosm of America in the way that we think about that. But you can you can apply this, you know, very very broadly. Um, you know, the w- way we think about it is uh, no single group has a monopoly on talent, right? Um, we want to be able to tap into every affinity out there, uh, if you define them by uh, ethnicity or gender or sexual orientation or mm-hmm. physical ability, et cetera. Um, the, more, the more of those pools you can tap into, yeah. the better chance you have of getting the best of the best, right? Yeah. And that's what we're after. We're, we're looking for the best of the best out there. And so um, having a diverse mindset allows us to do that, allows us to, to create an organization that attracts people, mm-hmm. retains people, mm-hmm. and develops them in a way that, that we not just get the best of the best, but then we develop the best of the best and, and then can perform and, or deliver um, to the world the, the energy that we need. That's what we do, right? So, so to us, it's a, it's a competitive advantage by having a diverse and inclusive culture. So that, that's the d- diversity piece. The inclusion piece is then once you get them on board, what do you do with them, right? It doesn't right. do any good to have a diverse team if they don't feel valued and included and purposeful. Um, You know, we talk about gas plants a lot, right? And, and when you build a gas plant, as as you know, Daryl, you, you have all these manifolds and, um, and when you first operate the gas plant, it doesn't run at hundred percent capacity. You have to go in and de-bottleneck it, right? Right. It's the same thing when you bring people on. Um, If you don't de-bottleneck, if you don't create opportunities for them, you're only using, you're, you're not using the full capacity of that resource that you've brought in. So, so those are the values of, of creating a, a diverse and inclusive workforce. And the same goes for a diverse and inclusive America. We get the most out of what we have by allowing everyone in. Love it. Love it. Question number two, what is the biggest barrier to increase diversity throughout your management pipeline? 
Yeah, so that's a that's a really good question. I you know, to me, if I were to put my finger on on one thing, it would be around um, it would be around transparency, um, and and we've we've done some work at Chevron to increase that that transparency. Um, and just to give you an example, so in the past we always talked about our representation of women and our representation of minorities. We've been pretty good about making that information public, but we lump minorities into one group. And so if one group isn't doing as well, and I'll just, I'll tell you frankly, um, at Chevron, representation of African-Americans has been flat for six years. Right. But we couldn't see that because we lumped everything in together. And as long as minorities were, incre were increasing, we were okay with that. And so a couple of years ago, we, we had a conversation about that. And like I said, in our, in our pre-conversation, it's sometimes just about asking the question. And uh, I said, why can't we disaggregate this and, 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 uh, and show that the information disaggregated and, and, uh, and our, our, our legal group was completely okay with that. They said, yeah, we need to do that so we can, we can have the right kinds of conversations. So, and a lot of people, a lot of organizations are nervous about that, right? They're yes. nervous about sharing that data. Um, but what we found is that uh, there were really no surprises, right? People saw it, they said, okay, this is what we thought. Now we can talk about what to do about it. Exactly. And so, and yeah, and so that, that uh, I think, I think if I were to, to pinpoint one thing, I would say increasing transparency around where you are um, really opens up eyes and allows people to solve a problem. Once you see it, then, then you can solve it. That is wonderful. Question number three, if you were king for a day, just one day, because I know you, what is the one <laughs> most important thing you would do to create more diverse talent at the entry level manager position? So, you know, I, I can't believe you're limiting me to just one day, man. Just like one that. day. That's <laughs> well, you know, it's uh, you said something similar to this earlier, too. You said, um, well, I'll use the, the, the analogy. There's no silver bullet. Right. So there's yeah. not there's really not just one thing. Um, there are a number of things that need to be in place. So even though you said I'm going to be king for one day, I'm going to go because I'm king. I'm going to pick a couple things. <laughs> um, and and for you know one of the main things I think is 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 consistent in many organizations is the idea of of sponsorship. Mm -hmm. And um, you know to, I, I use a simple definition for sponsorship, Daryl. You know mentorship mentors talk uh, with you, sponsors talk about you. And right. so, right, they create that advocacy for you, right? They create opportunities, make sure you're on the right lists, right. make sure you get in the right development programs. Um, and and because, because we're humans and we have bias and like likes like, yes. and because the majority of the workforce, particularly the senior levels, are white men, then the thinking is that um, white men are sponsoring more white men. And so you have to put a concerted effort in place to to create sponsorship uh, programs for everyone so that all walks have access to that sponsorship to allow them to to advance their their uh, their development in, in an organization so so I think sponsorship is is key. I think that um, I talked already about um, transparency being key. Um, another couple of things I'll add are, are are walking the top from the top of the organization. You know, your 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 chairman has to believe in in diversity and inclusion and state that clearly. Um, people want to do what your what your chairman wants them to do, and so he or she says uh, diversity and inclusion is a good thing, and says why, then people will follow that. So so those are just some things that I would I would say about that. Very good. Throwing strikes. Now, question number four: What should a CEO do specifically to make diversity happen in her or his organization? 
Yeah, okay, so I, I lean in that a little bit. I, I think it really begins with making very clear that, that creating a diverse and inclusive culture um, is what you need and what you want. I mean, you know, leaders, leaders communicate. That's what right. they do, right, physically. Um, no one's picking up a shovel or turning a wrench, you know, at that level. What they do is communicate. And so the most important thing they can do is, is, is communicate what they want and then, and then demonstrate that by, um, by doing the things they ask you to do, right? So, so they're going to communicate uh, what they want that organization to look like, and they're going to demonstrate that by making those kinds of decisions themselves. Um, they set the tone, you know, Daryl. Uh, if you don't set the tone at the top, then nothing's going to happen. If it's lip surface service, then, then nothing's going to happen. So you have to set the tone at the top in a way that people um, get, 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 get aligned around that. They're aligned and inspired uh, around the things that you want to do. Um, demonstrate, walk the talk is what, mm -hmm. what the chairman can do, I think. best. Superb. Question number five and the final question. From you to Black college students out there, what one or two things do you believe Black college students should do to get great jobs in corporate America? Yeah, I think they have to, they have to engage. Um, they have to reach out to corporations, um, really haven't been exposed to corporate America right. in a way that maybe others have been. So, so find that conduit to understand um, what it's like to be in corporate America, how you can, how you can create those contacts, how you can begin to develop that sponsorship that, that I talked about earlier. Um, if I were to back that up a bit more, though, it's, it's do the things in school you need to do, right? Um, get good grades, um, demonstrate leadership by participating in organizations and take leadership uh, positions in those organizations and demonstrate that leadership. And then, then you've got the tools already in place that organizations are looking for. Uh, but don't be shy about it. Ask questions, get engaged, get involved, um, perform at a high level. Uh, those are the things that, that corporations are looking for uh, now and, and going forward. Wonderful. That seems like something you might even say to your own kids. Absolutely. That's, that's what I've said to my own kids. <laughs> <laughs> you have been fantastic. You spun a few things in a different way, which are really great. I, I've not thought of it that way. That's fantastic. I know people are going to love hearing what you have to say. Thank you so much. Thanks again. And a great seeing you again, uh, Daryl. And let's stay in touch. Lee was as forthright during this conversation as he was during our first meeting as teenagers. This podcast's goal is to broaden perspectives and share pathways to creating more diverse workspaces and opportunities. As Lee said, no single group has a monopoly on talent. Let's act on that reality. This has been Daryl Mobley, and I'd like to invite all CEOs, chief diversity officers, talent and recruiting managers, corporate social responsibility officers, and all other managers who want the world to be a better place to work with catapult leaders to create a better, more equitable world. We can do it. Reach us at catapultleaders.com. Enjoy life.